Stevenson centers, and the loose puck was put on. Rebound shot blocked. Now Eichel scores. The third rebound goes for Eichel. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Marcia Selwright to the circle. White Cloud shoots. He scores. Doing his best. Jack Eichel finds the opening. Top shelf. Sharp angle for White Cloud. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard outside, uh, hanging out at T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo! You've been saving up for 25 minutes for that? Give me give me another woo. Woo! Double woo. Sorry about the technical difficulties, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We are up and running from Section 104, T-Mobile Arena, the Vegas Golden Nuts, up against the San Jose Sharks uh, this evening. Uh, I'm blaming Chapman uh, because he used the cable that we plug into the wall to operate the fiber optics and make everything uh, come together. Uh, He was using it as uh, as a jump rope earlier. Hmm. And I've told him like five, six times, you can't use that as a jump rope uh, because he's... It'd be fine if he could jump rope, uh-huh. but he can't jump rope, oh, and, just, and it keeps he keeps landing on it, right. or it wraps around his ankle, and and then it gets all cranked up. So uh, we had to run down and go buy another cable, and uh, Chapman, that will be taken out of your salary. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. <laughs> I there, like there, there's live we... video of, of me attempting to jump rope on the uh, I saw Twitter. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It Wait was... a minute. When did you attempt to jump rope? Oh, you didn't see that? Yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's on the Twitter. Right now, Fox, oh, okay. Fox Sports Las Vegas Twitter, yeah, yeah, uh, I got to check this out. It's Great. it's outstanding. He he, you really can't jump rope. It's impossible, huh? No, got nope. it. Uh, but uh, we're gonna make up for lost time here, and we are going to uh, <laughs> knock your socks off with today's show. Because we have a great debut tonight for this preseason with the captain coming back. We'll get into that uh, in very very deep detail uh, coming up in just a little bit. The lineup today is going to be the most veteran-laden that we have witnessed uh, this entire campaign uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Really looking forward to that and, uh, and how uh, Bruce Cassidy operates things. Uh, they've done a lot of power play work in the last uh, couple of practices that they've had, so that could uh, have an impact on this game. And then we have the first full game from Aiden Hill, which is also a storyline. So uh, a lot of things coming together as we turn the page on on training camp. Yeah, for sure. I'm really looking forward to the Golden Knights and how they're going to line up tonight because you you talk about veteran-laden lineup for sure, but it's our first look at what a a retooled top six might look like for the Golden Knights going into the season. Uh, I called for that on yesterday's show. I was really looking to see if that would be something that we get. Uh, And then Mark Stone, I, I think a lot of, you know, this preseason and, and the the careful consideration that the Golden Knights coaching staff and organization has taken with Mark Stone and trying to get him ready but also allowing him to kind of call the shots it's going to be a, a highlight for tonight and it's also going to be something we talk about leading into into the regular season well, it's the last domino to yeah. fall out there on 
a debut standpoint yeah. uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And there was uh, anticipation about uh, and questions about whether or not he would be ready for training camp, and he's passed all of those tests. And now it's an opportunity to go out and, and get himself inside a game to test his hands, mm-hmm. uh, to test his uh, the speed of, of tracking the game, and most importantly, just to take some bumps and challenge that surgically repaired back. And he did it in, in the scrimmage yesterday. That's a whole lot different. Nobody's going to bump the captain too hard. Uh, tonight will be will be a, a stiffer challenge, a, a more real uh, experience for the, for the captain. One that I know in talking to him mm-hmm. that he's very much looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other aspect of it, too, is, you know, we're, we're, we're only – focused in on or mostly focused in on Mark Stone and how he's going to hold up physically. We know there's going to be chemistry, Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson. They've had it. They've shown it. It's been something that we've seen. And there have been times uh, in the past world championships where Mark Stone has played with Jonathan Marcheseau, but that's been a while. It's been a long time. It's an opportunity for Mark Stone to kind of get those reps with what would be a new line mate in Jonathan Marcheseau. Yeah, uh, that is so secondary to me. And and it's not not to be disagreeable. I'm just, I'm just so excited to see him out there mm-hmm. doing his thing. And th- there's the mental hurdle that you have to get over to be 100% engaged. And there's probably a little bit of that right now with Mark. It's more mental than it is physical because of uh, what you've talked about in, in coming through training camp and taking all the repetitions. Uh, that has been cleared at every challenge. Now you got to go out there and you got to convince your mind that you're ready to do it. And tonight is part uh, of that. And then you get into, okay, develop some chemistry. Sure. That, that's a tough ask tonight, given everything that's going on in his head. It may work perfectly. Yeah, reps. It, it, it it's may, it's it just may it's an awesome. opportunity for yeah. reps. But he, like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and declare if Mark Stone doesn't have chemistry with right. Jonathan Marshall so today, then it's, it's, it's not going to work ever. What I'm saying is it, it provides an opportunity beyond just getting into a game, beyond just check it, checking that box off that you need to check off for Mark Stone. It's an opportunity to go through reps, the reps of a game, the, rep, the reps on the power play, the reps uh, on, at five-on-five five with your line. I, I think that that's important. And it's, the reps of waking up tomorrow after playing a game. Yeah, it's all, it's, all, it's all going to be additive for Mark Stone, right? There are so many things that you've, you've got to check off in terms of getting yourself ready to go and prepared for an 82-game season. I don't know how many more preseason games beyond today Mark Stone's going to play, but everything that happens tonight and then tomorrow is going to be a new stimulus. It's going to be a new situation for Mark Stone to kind of wake up in and see how he feels, and, and that's going to determine a lot of things in the, in the final week of training camp leading into the regular season. I wonder how many times he'll be asked between 6.30... And, and the pregame warm up mm-hmm. and ten thirty tonight. How he feels? How you feeling? How's it going? How's the back? How, how's uh, how are the legs? Uh, what, know, what do you think the over under is on that? I I'd like to set the line at uh, two thousand four hundred and seventy three. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot, and and it should be a lot. Trainers, right? teammates, coaches, and and it's you know I don't know that that. Mark Stone's the, the type of guy that, that's going to, to say anything more than good, like mm-hmm. holding up, fine, 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 right? But I, I do think that it's important, especially as we're, we're still in preseason and it's just kind of tune-up for Mark Stone. 
uh, it's important to have that dialogue going. It's important to see how he's feeling within a game because if he's feeling great, maybe you push just a little bit harder just to see based on how he's going to feel in response to that where he's at. But I tell you what, he looks good. I, I, I got a chance to, to talk to him for a long time yesterday, yeah. and, and he just he looks fantastic. I mean, you don't want to blow it out, no. sure, but you do if, – if Mark is kind of up to the workload and he's, he's feeling good, I think that you can push it maybe a little bit more just to see how he'll respond to it. Because when we get into the regular season, we're expecting or we need – this team needs Mark Stone to be Mark Stone. Now, we were all over – the return by Jack Eichel last year. Yeah. We, we saw him, well, one, he was traded, and then he had the surgery. Uh, then he was practicing for a very long time and finally got into a game and played. And we were really interested in what would that first night be like? Yeah. Uh, would he initiate the contact? Uh, would he be one that would ease into the game? Or would he take a really extremely cautious approach? Well, it ended up being with Jack that he was bull in a china shop. He got right in there, and he was knocking over everything uh, in that first shift. He, he threw two hits and got in the way of, an, of another one. Uh, I, I'll be watching with the same interest, uh, the same uh, wonderment about Mark Stone tonight. Uh, now, he, 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 like Jack, isn't an overly physical person. Mm-hmm. He takes the puck away from me more with his hands and his stick than he does with it with his body. But does he go out there and, and test it the way that Jack Eichel did in the early goings of, of his debut? Because Jack's Jack was, was off a long time, mm-hmm. but he had a lot more practice time in than what we've seen from, from Mark Stone. Uh, between the captain practices and training camp, it's been a nice little piece of runway, but it's uh, it's only five months since he, he last played his game. So let's let's see exactly how he uh, initiates himself into this contest in this preseason. Yeah, you know, you I mean, you hit on it, right? Like I, Mark Stone's not an overly physical player; he can do it in certain yeah. aspects, and you know, he if if the play calls for using your body to separate the the puck, it, he'll do it, but. Uh, I feel like it would be different if it was a regular season game. Like, I don't know that Mark Stone's going to go out there looking to feel that contact or initiate that contact in this setting. But who knows? He's, he, he knows best what he needs to get over that hurdle. He knows best what he needs out of this game tonight. So Sometimes if, you just do it because it, you want to see an, how it feels. Yeah, it, it, and, and I think that there's going to be an aspect of that too. So I, I, I'm... I'm curious to watch his first couple of shifts for sure. If if there's anything uncharacteristic of Mark Stone, or if he just goes out there and is Mark Stone, plays the way that he usually does, and and you don't really get the sense that this is the first game back after a while after a, a surgery in the off season. He might be more focused on what's happening with the puck in his hands and mm-hmm. knocking down uh, rims and taking passes and delivering the puck uh, crisply and and on the tape and doing all of that then he will be playing his first game post-surgery. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We all try and put ourselves in that position. What would you do? I, I'd probably be more focused on, on the back. But the way that, that Mark reacts and Mark plays, he might be more uh, in tune with, okay, i, I got to make sure that this puck comes off the wall uh, properly. And if it doesn't, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be mad at himself about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to – commentary that we've heard from Mark Stone over the last couple of years. 
His, he views his job as, as multifaceted. He wants to help his team win. He wants to win. That's number one. And entertaining is number two. And to me, Mark Stone entertains best when he's making plays and scoring goals. Yeah. So I, I get the feeling, if I'm just the one kind of putting an opinion out there on it, I think he's going to focus on making plays. I think he's going to focus on the aspects of the game that he does so, so well. Um, but that's not to say that he won't throw a check. It's not to say that he won't try to get that that confidence in where his body's at right now it'll be fascinating to watch him as he gets into the game and and how he progresses during the game what are the first couple of shifts look like in the first period versus the second and third period and they've been overly cautious with him Mm -hmm. yeah tonight is the time they could could have probably played last week Mm -hmm. at the start of training camp they wanted to ease him in they wanted to make sure he's protected in that uh, red uh, non-contact jersey that he was able to find some some rhythm, test out how it feels the next day in a training camp environment, and the training camp's been really hard. Now we're finally at the stage where everybody's ready to go. Yeah, and, and again, I, I'm excited for a number of different reasons. Obviously, getting Mark Stone into the lineup is going to be a big, big boon for the Golden Knights and, and just going through um, that, that game situation for Mark. But it, beyond that, I, I called for it yesterday. I'm excited about it. It's top six for the Golden Knights. It's going to look different. You've, you've got another opportunity to look at Jack Eichel with Riley Smith and Phil Kessel, and it's going to be uh, one-two punch in tandem with Mark Stone, Jonathan Marcheseau, and Chandler Stevenson. Yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble getting past the Mark Stone story. <laughs> I, I know that we've got we've got the, as good a lineup as we've witnessed from the Vegas Golden Knights, both up front on the blue line and with Aiden Hill in goal. There's multiple different avenues that you can take. With the storyline, and I, I have, my car keeps breaking down when I try to take one of the off-ramps because I want to go back to, uh, to Mark Stone. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, a little bit more on the other players that are playing tonight and things that we'll keep an eye on as the San Jose Sharks are in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Golden Knights coming off a seven-goal outburst the other night against the Colorado Avalanche. Back at it tonight, hosting the San Jose Sharks. And in the lineup tonight, you've got the captain, Mark Stone, making his debut with Chandler Stevenson and Jonathan Marcheseau as a line for the first time in this preseason. Jack Eichel, Riley Smith, and Phil Kessel as a line. Those two units back-to-back for the initial time. Then Paul Cotter will play again. Zach Dean suiting up, and uh, Ron Bjerg will also skate on that right side. Mm-hmm. So a lot, a lot of experience uh, with the story of camp. Uh, a guy that was electric during the scrimmage yesterday, Nick Waugh, will skate. Jake Lesition is also going to be out there with Pavel Dorofiev. And the, the blue line, Alec Martinez, looking forward to that. Alex Petrangelo. Uh, Shay Theodore is out going out there with uh, Daniil Cheka and Braden McNabb along with Caden Korzak. So yeah. a, a good little uh, good roster tonight. Yeah, I, I I mean I'm excited about Alec Martinez getting into the game, right? Like that's going to be a, a big one for the Golden Knights. Uh, you, you, go, you go back to last year and how much uh, the presence of Alec Martinez was missed for the majority of the year for the Golden Knights. You get Martinez kind of tuned up ready to go and and he hits the ground running i think he's one of the more valuable players for the golden knights we kind of debated that going into the season but um 
Martinez with Petrangelo, I, I really want to see kind of how they go about their business tonight. There'll be the second opportunity to see Petrangelo in the preseason, too. Well, everybody minus maybe Zach Dean, who's still a prospect uh, within the organization, mm-hmm. uh, and looking to get uh, his feet wet uh, as a, as a, on the professional scene. Everybody else is trying to take a stab at a job. Yeah. Yeah, no, for in, sure. In the lineup tonight. Daniil Chaka the other night played like he wanted a job. Yeah. And and what's what's interesting about that is, like, you have that in the lineup. It becomes infectious, right? Like, mm-hmm. you never really know um, as, as you kind of wear – as you kind of get deeper and deeper into the preseason and, and as you get closer and closer to the start of the season, like, where some of your more veteran players are in, to, in terms of tune-up versus, uh, you know, getting out and just – feeling the reps. So I think having the likes of Paul Cotter and, and Jake LeCision and Jonas Ronberg in the lineup and, and having Daniil Cheka and having Caden Korzak, two guys that are hopeful to to continue to impress and, and continue to make this a difficult decision, you get them in the lineup, you get them competing on every single puck, and, and it's infectious. Uh, three of your game centers are in the lineup tonight. William Carlson's the only one that's not playing mm-hmm. yeah. this evening, but Stevenson, Eichel, and Waugh uh, will go. Uh, that will be interesting to watch. Special teams will be uh, fascinating to take in. So will be that second line. We saw Riley Smith with Jack Eichel and Phil Kessel together for the first time the other night. Mm-hmm. They were good. They had to puck a lot yeah. the other night. Yeah, they did. Uh, and it was it was fun kind of seeing the interplay between Jack Eichel and Phil Kessel, looking at those two guys in the offensive zone moving the puck around it, it was a lot of misdirection it was a lot of puck protection um I, I i am really looking forward to seeing them back on the ice tonight because i i do believe there's chemistry there i do believe that that's a process that takes time to build but the more reps that they've had between now and then i just i think that we are in for a treat again because they move the puck so well they read off of one another so well and it, a lot of times you know we saw in that game it kind of comes down to the players that are on the ice with them. Riley Smith obviously looking to try to get open, but the defenders too. You you get Alec Martinez and Alex Petrangelo out with that line and in the mm-hmm. offensive zone. It can be really fun. Well, Gary Lawless and I spent some time with Phil after practice today, mm-hmm. and Kessel was very honest with the fact that it's early in camp sure. and they're trying something new. He hasn't played with Jack Eichel before. But there is also a side where... He's he's really excited about this and impressed by the chemistry that they had in their first game and how much they had the puck, especially in the offensive zone. The breakaway was one thing, mm-hmm. and he, he ran the, uh, like, poke it ahead and ran a little bit of uh, get-in-the-way uh, sure. type of uh, interference uh, for, for Jack to go in and, and score that goal. But the, the zone time and, the, and not scrambly zone time, mm-hmm. you can give up the puck, get it back, give up the puck, get it back three or four times and and have uh, a lot of time in the offensive zone. Or you can do what they did the other night and just move the puck around, not in the corner, but uh, up top as well and be able to get some some opportunities. Uh, All three of them left that game the other night, their first uh, time skating together as a unit in a preseason game, looking forward to the next time they get to do it, which is tonight. Yeah, I, I liked how they used all the zone. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, in time I think will will only get better. But uh, it, it, was a, it was a line that if you play like that more often than not, if you have that much control in the offensive zone, eventually good things are going to happen to you on, 
on either that shift or you're going to start wearing down the opposition. Uh, and, you know, I think a lot of the, the question, or at least some of the questions about that line as it's constructed is, is there enough defense on that line? And, you know, I'm not going to use the word back check, but they won't have to if they're playing with if the puck the in the puck offensive all the zone all the time. That's the best defense. So, well, Riley Smith I, would uh, kind of fill up that and, role and a I bit. And I agree, and I, I feel like you look at kind of how it's constructed, and that's, that's I would argue, 60-65% of why Riley Smith's kind of in that spot mm-hmm. outside of the fact that he's got great offensive skills and, 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 and understanding of what those two players are, are going to do and how he's going to play off of them. But there's that defensive responsibility he's going to bring to the line. But again, if they have the puck in the offensive zone and they're able to control like they did in that first preseason game, they're not going to have to worry about playing defense. Well, from the start of training camp on, it uh, has certainly looked like it's a non-negotiable with Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. That's the way it is with a lot of coaches. But mm-hmm. there's uh, some teams where star players will get a bit of a pass in that regard because they do so much offensively. Not the case with the new Golden Knights head coach. you got to make sure that you take care of your own end. The advantage uh, of those three players is once they get it, it's going to be really tough uh, to, to take back from. Uh, like Phil, Phil is pumped about this this opportunity this season and the idea of playing with Jack and Riley. Uh, and you you want to talk about the number of goals that he could score this year? Last year, his shooting percentage was freakishly low. Yeah. Weird low. You examine that number compared to his career, and there's no way you could have that happen again. It's virtually impossible with somebody from his skill level and past performance to have a number that low. You you would think that some of them would just bounce in. So <laughs> if that just evens out a bit, mm-hmm. plus you go to playing with a lot better players yeah. and being involved in the uh, excitement of a, of a team that's got expectations, boy, you're looking at a pretty productive year from Phil Kessel that I think will blow away even uh, the most optimistic people around his performance. Yeah, you know, you bring up a really interesting one. The last time Phil Kessel was anywhere close, anywhere close to the the shooting shooting percentage last year? Last year was 4.6%. Yeah. 4.6. The last time he was anywhere close to that was his rookie season at 6.5%. That's that's it. That's literally it. What are are the other years? Uh, he had, you know, a couple of 15s, a couple of 10s. Uh, overall, career shooting percentage is 10.8. 10.8. So he, he was so we're talking- 5% mm-hmm. lower last year. Yeah, exactly. So add on that, and then you play with better players, and it should bump up another 8%. Like, we're, we're, we're looking at the potential here of something pretty cool. Where, where are you setting the line? What's, your, shoot- what's your over-under? On goals. For, for goals? On goals, yeah. Oh, I, I think it's a no-brainer that he's over 25, and I, I'll go as much as after being around a little mm-hmm, bit and watching mm-hmm. the chemistry and, and how much he's flying, I'll go 30-plus. No-brainer. Yeah. From what I've seen from him in training camp and the excitement level, the glint in his eye, uh, along with the trying to bounce back from last year, yeah, uh, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go above 30. 32? Over under, you're taking the over at 32? 32 yeah. and a half? Okay. 32. Awesome. Uh, what was your bet with Tyler? Oh, I don't even know what we bet. But the number was 16 or 17. 
17 and a half. Like it's not even, it's yeah. goofy. I, I'm trying. That number. I'm and try- he, he picked that number. I don't understand. Like Tyler's usually good about stacking the odds in his favor. I think he missed the boat on that one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm trying to determine if I want to go under and, and bet you on Phil Kessel under 32 and a half. I'm not sure that I I'm wouldn't there yet. After, I'm after not sure talking that I'm there to him. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm there. It's something that I'll keep. How about we keep that on the table as an as an opportunity? When, well, when are you going to decide? Before the regular season. Okay. I'm not going to go into the regular season and, and then decide. That, mm-hmm. that's, that wouldn't Lawless be. Lawless just sent me a text. He What's said that? 50%. I don't know what that means. It must have been something that we were throwing around. 50%? Yeah. It wouldn't be shooting percentage. He doesn't expect Phil to shoot 50%. Right? That wouldn't be. That would that would that'd that'd be, be that would be amazing. That's a two hundred goal season. <laughs> that would be fantastic. With how much Phil shoots, yeah, and, and can yeah. shoot, uh, that's uh, that's a two hundred goal season. So I'm not sure what the fifty percent is, but I, I like the fact that that Lawman listens to the show. I do too. Like everybody listens to this show, including the broadcasters. That's how great this program is yeah. in educating the Las Vegas Valley. So he was fifty percent lower last year. With his uh, with his shooting percentage, he's he's clarified that he thinks that I should just know what he's his his twenty 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 one season was pretty wild seventeen point four percent yeah it, like it didn't happen so that's that an long extreme ago. yeah that's no, an extreme is. and and last year was an extreme but but then you like I mean I, I guess in the, the middle there the best comparison that I would use right now is what Phil was doing in Pittsburgh right yeah. like he's going to be playing with I would argue better players here than what he was playing with in Pittsburgh because of where he like stacked up in the lineup. And in Pittsburgh, there was only one season below 10%. Led the team in playoffs, scoring one year. Should have won the Conn Smythe. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, an early catching up with Chapman. Who knows? We may bring Gary Lawless on. I don't know. Right now, he's like, I can't go out. Uh, I might phone Gary Lawless and bring him on the, on the program, and then we'll get into uh, one-timers and a little sound from Bruce Cassidy on tonight's game. It's the VGK Insider Show, live from T-Mobile Arena, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. <laughs> When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, what a mess of a day for everybody. We're, we're on late. That confuses everybody. And now Chapman's going early. Yes, this yes. Like, I can't figure out what time it is right now. Well, yes, I, I am actually, uh, as soon as I'm done with this segment, on my way out of the studio, people may be wondering why. No, I have not been fired yet. Uh, I am actually part of the uh, UNLV football broadcast, and I am heading over to Allegiant Stadium to get you set for UNLV and New Mexico tonight over at the, uh, what do they call the Death Star? The Al yeah. Allegiant Stadium. Uh, Rebels 3-1 and one on the season, taking on the 2-2 two and two New Mexico Lobos. I will pop on the air at 6.30. Uh, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 is uh, set to join me. To preview the game, uh, UNLV and New Mexico. So big one for the Rebels, looking to move to four and one on the season. So if you're listening, you're not going to the uh, Golden Knight game tonight. I don't overwatch UNLV because they got a good team this year. They're, they're, this is one of the better UNLV hey, teams hey, I've hey, seen. Hey, I'm just saying. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. Get your feet <laughs> off our audience. All right. 
Stop I w- trying to steal <laughs> our audience. <laughs> like, don't listen to that Ryan guy. Come on. Don't listen. Listen to Ryan, and then then he totally tried to scoop Chappie. the audience away Chappie. from you, Ryan. <laughs> I'm on the air from six to seven. Yeah, well, you're the on game, the air the at game, six thirty. The game starts at seven. So like fair play. Eight, eight. The game comes on at eight. So fair play wherever you go with your <laughs> listening ears. But like, I'm not going to tell people to not tune into you. Uh, well, while I'm on the air with the, you. The, I'm gonna the, wait till you're off, and then I'll be like, "Yeah, don't listen to Chapman." Yeah, don't go listen to Chapman. Uh, yeah, so so I'm excited as a UNLV alum. I'm, I'm really excited about Doug Brumfield, the quarterback, for best quarterback yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, at UNLV yeah. in a Can long, long time. Talk about the Golden Knights a little bit. Well, we have you have another hour to talk about the yeah. Golden Knights. Uh, now we got to go. Yes, we do. Unbelievable. We got to take a break. Uh, so <laughs> Chapman's uh, going to in and out. And he's just going to sit there and eat fries all night. <laughs> uh, you uh, make sure that you stay with us uh, for the next uh, hour, the second hour of the VGK Insider Show, and then it's the pregame show with Ryan Wallace all the way up to game time with the Vegas Golden Knights and San Jose Sharks. There's no reason to go anywhere but to stay right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.